Safe of it to Radley. And he sends it back for Keary. He's going to kick over the top. And Manu is unmarked. And the ball bounces perfectly. Electric footy from the Roosters. Well, Roosters fans, our mighty Cox took the trip up to Brisbane to play the new NRL franchise, the Dolphins. Well, Wayne Bennett's men, they're up for it. Our men, well, they put on a performance that I think they, in their own words, would say they're a little bit disappointed with. But the good thing about Rugby League and Roosters Radio, there's 26 rounds ahead. We've got to look forward to the Warriors this week. But Silky, I tell you what, it was great up at the club. You went up there. It was in honour of Arthur Beetson. There's lots of positives. We all know the negatives. Some of them are the injured players, and some of them is a little bit of a shaky performance for our first round. We're going to talk about all that, but let's kick off with a big welcome to you on Roosters Radio. Yeah, thanks, Bush, and great to be back here in the new Roosters home, the Nick Politis Centre of Excellence. And look, the uh, the scoreline I think flattered us 28-18. It wasn't our greatest performance. We completed at 68%, uh, 32 missed tackles. But I mean, to take some positives out, I thought Lindsay Collins was a standout for our boys. Uh, 129 run metres, eight tackle breaks, 39 tackles and played a, a whopping 56 minutes. So uh, Lindsay got plenty of time on the paddock. Daniel Tupu, of course, as always, solid on that left side, uh, unlucky not to get a couple more tries, which would have made a, a difference. And I thought Joseph Suali'i did well in his first game there on the left centre. Yeah, I can't agree more. I mean, look, there were some really standout performances from some of our players in that first half, and then we seemed to just drop off. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I suppose completion rate's a big one I think the boys will need to address this week. And, you know, I think that a lot of the fans uh, were looking forward to going up to Brisbane and, and you know, play, taking on the Dolphins. But, look, that said... You know, we've got uh, we've got first-round jitters, and we've had them for a few years. As Robbo says, in our coach we trust, we build towards the end of the season. I want to reflect back on 2018, Silky, where, you know, first few rounds we weren't up to par. We had players like Cooper Cronk come into the club. Uh, you know, so I don't think anyone should be panic stations. Um, yes, it's disappointing. It's the elephant in the room. We've got it done. But we need to get our attention, our focus this Saturday against the Warriors. What I do want to touch on, though, up at the club, Artie's Bar. Bush, what a great afternoon it was up there last Sunday. Uh, I want to give a special mention to Billy Smith and Satili Tupanua, who joined us up there. It was a full house up at Artie's. But where else would you want to watch the game between the Dolphins and the Roosters, two clubs that Artie had such a great love for? And look, it was a full house. There was people, unfortunately, have to be turned away because we just ran out of room. Uh, And I have to say, like I said there, Satili and and, um, Billy Smith, they were just so great with the fans. They spent over an hour signing autographs, taking photos, um, and it was great to see so many fans up there. Unfortunately, it wasn't the result uh, we were looking for, but it was a great afternoon um, nonetheless. Well, a quick shout-out to Joe Kelly and Paul Grzanka who are, you know, putting this on, really supporting Roosters Radio, supporting the fans and putting on a great environment as well, you know, up in the Artie's Bar, no better place to watch it. So the fans need to know, Silky, all away games, that is the home of the Roosters, up at Artie's Bar, up at Easts, get up there and support it. And we've got a couple of those events where players will be coming up this year, a sprinkling of events across. Stay tuned for games to be announced. Well, Bush, I can exclusively reveal here on Roosters Radio, the players will be heading up to uh, East this Saturday evening after our match against the Warriors. So we'll be expecting a big turnout once again up there at Artie's uh, and our players will be joining after the match. Yeah, plenty of signing, plenty of opportunities to rub shoulders with the big names that are at our club. Silky, uh, let's talk about last week. So, I mean, we've just touched on the game in our intro and and everything else. Uh, You know, what are your thoughts? I think my thoughts, Bush, uh, I have the same sentiment a lot of the fans do. It was just... It wasn't a Roosters performance, let's be frank. We started the match seven from seven, uh, and I thought, you know, we, we looked quite dominant in that first 20 mm. to 25 minutes. 
we lost our way a bit, I think it's fair to say, when we lost our two front rowers, and then we lost Brendan Smith to a HIA, then Victor went off with an eye injury, and we just lost our, our go forward. So I'm sure Rob will be addressing that this week. The second half it was diabolical, really. Like We just couldn't hold the football. We were stuck in our own end. It was tough to watch to be as a Roosters fan. And and then to top it off, we've we've got a few injuries. So Victor probably, I dare say, misses this week with his HIA. And unfortunately, Matty Lodge uh, is going to be out for a few weeks. So at the time of this recording, Bush, the teams aren't out yet. But I dare say there might be a few uh, young players who will be debuting this week due to the, um, the injury toll. Yeah, speaking of injury toll, you and I had the pleasure of uh, lunching and dining with the former New South Wales coach, Laurie Daly, yesterday. And we talked to Loz about... Head clashes and stuff, you know, that's prominent across the board in the NRL and there, there seems to be more and more these days. And I wondered if it was just we have a focus with protection of the head, which I think is a terrific thing. You see our, you know, starring 5'8", Luke Keary, run out in protective headgear, which he's not newly donned in the last couple of seasons. And Laurie said yes, he's, and, he, and he answered it this way, and I loved it. For all the fans out there, you know, a lot of people are saying there's too much involvement now with the HI in the bunker. I don't agree. You've got a, a, a young man who's going to have a, a short sporting career and the rest of his life, and we've got to protect the head. But sometimes accidents happen and sometimes it's deliberate. But Laurie said, listen, back when I played and, and back prior to me, players ran, especially forwards, they ran straight. They were easy pickings. He said they got yards, but, you know, it was all on strength. Now... They're darting, they're stepping, they're, they're more agile. Ball. They're agile, they can step off both feet. They're, they're as fast as the backs. They're double the size. They're all muscle. He said it's like a steam train coming in, and if they move, you go to tackle them, and you get your head in the wrong spot. I thought it was a terrific point. So there are more head injuries coming out of the style of play and the way we're playing. And Silky, you mentioned the big one. When you were a ball boy trudging the sidelines all those years, just carrying more sand than Skippin's hardware, mate, you were uh, watching those players come through. The forwards weren't probably as athletic or as agile back in the day. As we always say, there was 15 footballers and two athletes, and now there's 15 athletes and two footballers. Don't forget, Bush, going back a number of years, we had the five-metre rule. Now there's the 10-metre rule. And with the fast play the ball now, teams get that roll on through the middle. So they're coming off the back fence, as it were, the, the, the big fellas, the big boppers running through the middle. So they are absolutely running harder, and, and as you say, the, the players are stronger. And the perfect case in point is when we watched Victor try to put that hit on Kenny Bromwich. Kenny went to, I think, step off his right foot, and uh, Victor just got a whole lot of hip in the lemon spread. Absolutely, Silky. And, uh, mate, ask Shakira, the hips don't lie. They're a hard place to hit, and obviously it uh, sent our dynamic powerhouse Victor off, and uh, the fans wish him the best as he deals with that. Also, Worth noting too, Brandon Smith, I think he copped 12 stitches in the head, so hopefully he'll be right this week. And obviously, uh, as we touched on, Matty Lodge, I think he's got a bit of a, a fracture in the, the cheekbone or something like that. So uh, it looks like he'll be out for an extended time. So uh, hoping, um, you know, JWH will be back on deck very soon. And uh, I think the big news this week is we should be getting Joey Manu back, and uh, I think we need him. Yeah, so he couldn't agree more. I mean, JWH, it was his type of game, a dominant forwards game. And, and look, hats off to the Dolphins, and, and you know, Having Joey Manu there just would have settled down some of our uh, younger players and just his slick ball handling and, uh, you know, dulcet skills there we see from him week in, week out uh, were sorely missed. However, today on Roosters Radio Silky, we're going to get our skipper Teddy in and just have a quick chat and also talk about this week against the Warriors. You're on Roosters Radio and when we come back, the one and only James Tedesco. Well, Roosters fans, when you speak leadership, we've got one of the greats here, Silky. He's our guest on Roosters Radio. He always makes himself available for ourselves and the fans, and we very much appreciate it. Teddy, welcome to Roosters Radio for the first time in 2023. Boys, thanks for having me. 
Teddy, before we uh, we hop in, we all know you know the result of the weekend, and separate to that, it was a really nice occasion for rugby league. Um, you're a great leader of the game, you know, as our Australian captain, New South Wales captain, and club captain. Um, you know, how was it? How was the atmosphere for you? You've played in World Cups, you've won Origins, you've done everything, and you've won Grand Finals. How was this special historical occasion? Uh, just on a side note, yeah, it was was massive. It was probably a bit unknown, knowing you know what how many fans Dolphins would have or what the turnout would be, but. Uh, running out the atmosphere was felt like a pretty packed, packed stadium. Obviously, a lot of fans coming out to support the Dolphins' new team. You know their first game in the NRL. There was a lot of good energy around. Obviously, I think and and you know, their boys felt that they sort of rose to the occasion and played some really good footy. So I mean, for the for the game and for footy, it was a uh, I think positive for, for rugby league. Teddy, preparing for a game where you, you don't know what your opposition's like, mm. did it change the way you prepare personally or as a team? Was there any kind of subtle differences? Uh, no, not for me personally. It's um, you know it's just business as usual for me. I know my my prep done it for over two hundred <laughs> times now, so I know what what gets me uh, ready for a game. But uh, maybe as a team it was probably a bit as I said it was unknown of what how that how their team would play. We sort of watched one trial on them all yeah. playing together and. Uh, it was probably their first time, really, their, their full team playing together as well. So uh, it was hard to know what to expect, but I think what what they showed us is they they worked they worked hard for each other, and that was probably the difference. We didn't uh, didn't work as hard as them, and that's that was a difference. So that's disappointing. We we work hard all preseason. We wanted to go out and, and play that play that way, and we we didn't really do that on that performance itself. But the first twenty five minutes, I thought we were dominant. You know, we completed seven from seven. We scored a couple of tries. We're unlucky not to score a third, maybe even a fourth, but it kind of fell away after that. Yeah, it did. We um, it was a you know, twenty thirty minutes of that game was a high class game. It was sort of set for set. We were competing well, kicking well, and in that grind. And then I felt like we were really um, getting on top of them. And then that 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 try where Marshall King went through our middle, I think that broke our spirits a bit. We felt like we were really on top of them. And then. Uh, going in, going to half time, twelve all. We thought, you know, that's that's fine. We're happy with that. But we came out second half, a few errors on our on our goal line defending for uh, ten minutes, and we just didn't get back into the into the game. So that a lot of momentum there was just sort of broke us a bit. We had a lot of HIAs injuries, main um, key leads for us off the field, which also didn't help. But um, yeah, as I said, it's 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 a positive that's round one. We can learn those lessons early, but we just need to. Yeah, correct them pretty fast and move on to the next game. Teddy, an interesting, just as rugby league fans, uh, you know, you, you play the game at a, an amazing pace and put your body on the line every time you, uh, you know, take a ball or you catch a ball or, you you know, you're tackling. Is head knocks more prevalent in this modern era? Because it just seems that, I don't know if we've got a bigger focus or that there's more head knocks. I know. It? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one because I think for us especially, we our whole team plays that way. We play so hard and go... So fast and intense, and then it, um, those collisions are just. I mean, if you're if you're on the field, and you can hear them. They're, they're quite intense, and um, yeah, it's just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know really not to put it down to, but it is a collision sport, and and the, and the, these things do happen. But it's sort of been um, prevalent for us the last, last couple of years. So I'm not sure what sort of maybe it's just how we're tackling. We can sort of fix mm. up some things there, but I think it's sort of we live by the sword, die by the sword. We go so hard and we're so aggressive in how we defend and how we play the game as, as a Roosters team. But then you know, there is that sort of head knocks and, and contacts that come off the back of that. Teddy, I watched your press conference and you touched on um, a couple of points, but you mentioned that concentration and attitude is something we can fix. Mm. We can fix that in seven days? I think so, yeah. it's. Um, I think it's just a, it's a personal, it's an individual thing. I think um, we sort of had individuals who were going hard and playing really well than other individuals that were that weren't there. So I think it's a 
something to us to look back as a team, so review, but individually look back and, and how you prepare for that game and how you went out and um, what your attitude was towards that. So um, I don't think that's a big, big drastic change. You can change your men- mentality or attitude in in a day or, or, or half a day. So um, that'll be that'll be a big focus for us. Take take our learnings, take our lessons from that game, and and how we can improve for this week. Yeah, Teddy. Speaking of this week, turning our attention to the Warriors. Uh, you know they had a win. It's it's round one for all the fans out there, and for yourselves as players, what would you most like to see this week against the Warriors? I'd like us just to have that hardworking mentality. I think sometimes we have a lot of great players down team, and we can sort of rely on that a bit. Whereas um, Dolphins had a great example of that. Just go out and work hard for each other, and um, the score will will take care of itself. So especially back at home, hopefully we have a big crowd come out and support us. But we we just want to work hard for each other, and we we. We don't want to let each other down or let um, the club down or the fans down. And I feel like if we can just have that simple mentality going into this game, that um, you know, the result will take care of itself. Yeah, well, spoken like a true leader. Roosters fans, uh, there you have it. Our captain, James Tedesco, no more to be said. Let's go get those Warriors. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Bush has been a crack of a show, but as we look forward to Saturday afternoon's big matchup between the Sydney Roosters and the New Zealand Warriors, big news, Bush. The New South Wales Cup team's playing the curtain raiser. Yeah, Silky, uh, you know, who doesn't recount a time where you'd come to the football and watch all three grades? Loved it. And, you know, it was real value for money for families. I think one thing the NRL's got to realise is, is, look, everything's gone up, inflation, interest rates, all those things, but families want some entertainment if they're putting two games on, it adds so much more flavour. I believe when the NRLW, uh, you know, starts the season starts, then we'll be getting three games on that day. Love what, it. What great value to bring. You've got two young girls who are budding young athletes in water polo. They would love to come out to the football. You spend the money on the tickets because it really is a big day out. I mean, three games of footy, you can't argue with that. What a great value day. Bush, I can't wait for Saturday afternoon. In fact, I'll be bringing both my daughters out here to watch uh, both games of football. Um, there's a bit of a local contingent involved in the reserve grade. Obviously, their coach, Tony Barnes, who's had a lot of success with our under-20s, but also manager, Ian Schubert's involved. Kelly Lane, you know, one of the great stalwarts of Bondi United. And, of course, uh, former Rooster and great man, Pat O'Colt, Bondi United man himself, Brett Gillard, uh, is assistant coach. Silky, I even think you might find Bob Jones just knocking around with a couple of bags in either hand too. So they're really going old school with uh, with getting this right. If rugby league goes back to the hallowed days of two to three games, I tell you what, it's going to be a treat for the fans. Well, Bush, let's look at it. Three o'clock kickoff, Saturday afternoon, weather fine, track good. Roosters v Warriors, how do you see it? Yeah, look, I watched the Warriors last week and I was reasonably impressed. I mean, uh, a little bit like ourselves. You know, it's the first game of the round, so it's a bit clunky for every team. But he's got his forwards playing a, a powerful game. And you said something, I think, you know, off air about how uh, the Dolphins played, how Bennett got the Dolphins playing a simple brand of football, which you talk about, you know, build pressure, complete your sets, kick to the corners, yep, yep. and eventually the other side makes mistakes. Well, the Warriors kind of did that as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm expecting, uh, you know, a good hit out from there. Got a brand new coach. Um, you know, they seem to have a really good culture. So I think it'll be a good hit out. But I think our boys will look at last week as an opportunity missed. And I think they'll come out this week firing, uh, all guns firing. I'm really interested to see team selection. I think that's going to, uh, you know, be a real masterstroke from Coach Robbo. I always talk about 
how he moves the chess pieces. He's got the squad. We've got the depth. we just got to make sure we get the troops out there on Sunday, complete our sets, build our own pressure, and bring home the points. Yeah, it's a fair point, Bush. Look, our forwards in particular are going to have to really stand up. They were dominated last week. Let's not yep. Let's not sugarcoat it. We're expecting some big things from some of our forwards. Like I said in my intro earlier, I thought Lindsay Collins had a great game, but he needs support. So some of these younger players who haven't had as much experience in first grade are going to really need to stand up. You know, the general consensus is that we can turn it around and turn around quick, and, and we're going to have to to be competitive against the Warriors who had a good hit out against Newcastle. Yeah, well, Silky, I, I think it comes down to one thing, and I think that you've said this. I, I think you said it on air, uh, but you've said it a few times uh, since the weekend. It's respect for the football. If we hold that ball, we're not fatigued in the first hit out of the season. So that puts you under pressure. However, let's move to a score prediction. Silky, you're, uh, you're big on this. What are your thoughts? I reckon there's going to be plenty of points, Bush. I think uh, both sides. In fact, I'm going to say Roosters 24, Warriors 20. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you know, last week we had some uh, pretty bold predictions, uh, including Bells, and big shout-out to Bells. She's uh, currently on a plane uh, going to see one of her many gyms across this state, which is nice. She's put a score prediction of Roosters 22, Warriors 10, come through on my phone. And my prediction, Silky, is a little like yours. I think it's Roosters 26, Warriors 18. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a tight game. But if we hold that football, I think we can dominate. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our special guest, James Tedesco. That's it for Roosters Radio. East East to win. win. East North.